The South Congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the host and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. I come from Cleveland, y'all can really hear it now. Hit them like comic books, kaboom, pow, pow. Into a girl's mind, spit fine, no wine dime. I keep two phones, sidekick for bad dimes. And I'm jamming this shit. Okay, now my so soft spot, so. Girls don't yeah, just soft spot. He ain't even laid a bill. This is so much more convenient. I love it. I want my closet complex like the magazine. I get in their head, they don't. See my brain. Oh, so, so, oh, so fly. Because I want to be the love of God. I keep it short. How long ago was it? Riding alongside in my colors. College or pre college? I'm from a place where old schools are common. Yeah, yeah, like in a way. I explain every time I'm rhyming. I be. Oh, there you go. This is the South Congress podcast. Fuck the shit. Wait, nice. Made the transition mm-hmm. easy. There's, there's no, there's literally no funny language behind that. That's just what it is. You know, I feel like taking off my shoe right now. <laughs> Take off your shoe. I feel like taking Yo. it off. You know, taking them off. <laughs> Put them right here. So now nah, he's way too comfortable. Now we, um, you can't see the setup, but we'll eventually kind of have some video going. Um, we have like microphone microphones now, not like the USB. Specifically for podcasting, oh, we're legit up in here. So everybody's like, I'm holding the mic and gesturing. Um, I had Peanuts mic on the stand. Uh, I'm so definitely chilling. He's like leaning all the way back on the couch. You definitely look like uh, like, like you're you're a damn host of uh, some public access TV show or something. Yeah, right. No, so because I I don't want to. Like you're about to drop a sermon on us or something. Drop shit. a sermon. Oh, he's definitely gonna break the microphone um, mm-hmm. at some point. My whole thing was I didn't know what to tie the thing to. I was like, I don't want to tie it to this table because they'll come home and be like, who messing up my coffee table? I don't need all that. So, yeah. Coffee table's fine. You got your legs crossed. Look at you. You're, just, you're so comfortable right I now. I am. Feels good. Oh, since last week, what's been going on, man? Uh, Not much. Just um, had our coaches meeting and... Um, I think we start practicing in about a week. So did pretty- all the did the coaches from out of town all pool together their stipend to go to the strip club? Oh, that. <laughs> um, so no. So yeah. So okay. So on Sunday, yeah, last Sunday was the the co- the coaches meeting convention thing, in San Antonio, which pretty much is nothing but a booze fest and a strip club fest. So if you're a stripper in the San Antonio area, I'm gonna give you a heads up for the next two years in 19 and in 2020, it's gonna be held in San Antonio. So you definitely want to work the Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday nights of those days because there's going to be some drunk, married, or single coaches that are going to just throw all their, you know, DM money at you, all two, three hundred dollars worth of it. They're going to throw it at you. So definitely get that money. But no, I went, and it was trash. And I went to, and I'm gonna tell you why I was disappointed. <laughs> so normally when I go. Um, 
the only time I ever go is, is actually during the coaching school time because I meet up with the, you know, now it's my old friends I used to coach with. Um, there's about four of us. You know, we're hanging out. And um, they're like, hey, let's go to the strip club. I'm like, okay. So we go. I take them. And um, normally when I go now, I have a gimmick. I have, t- one, I have two gimmicks. I use one of two. First gimmick that I have is I go in there and tell them, hey, I've never been in a strip club. And it kind of works because I look kind of nerdy. So, you know, it kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Well, okay. Anyway, <laughs> the second gimmick is I tell them that I'm a virgin. And again, I kind of have like that look like it. So and I, and when I shave, I look like, you know, a little kid and shit. So normally it works. So, you know, we get there and I don't know if she was just not having a good day, but I'm pretty sure it's because I pissed her off because. The stripper? Yes. <laughs> like no bullshit. Oh, and this is going to make sense at the end. I was All like, right. ooh, like sucks to be you nerd kind of thing. But basically <laughs> I went with gimmick, um, gimmick one, which is that I have the gimmick that, oh, this is my first time strip club. I went with that gimmick. It's like, you know what? Because what I figured out is if you use one of those two gimmicks, you're going to get the best dances of your life. So. I use gimmick one, and basically, you know, we go sit down, and I tell her, like, oh, hey, never done this kind of thing, and she's like, and I go, how does this work? And she's like, oh, there's some people that, you know, they'll spend about half an hour in here or, like, an hour, and we'll charge them, and I start, I bust it out laughing, and, like, she, and she real quick went from, like, smiles to, like, a, what's so funny? And I was like, uh, you don't find the, you don't find the the comedy in this she's like no i don't what is so funny about this i go i go are you seriously telling me there's some people that will stay in here for 30 minutes or an hour just hang out with one of you guys the whole time and pay all like x amount of money yeah i was like oh like okay so proceeds to do that you can tell she's just kind of out of it and kind of to the point to like in grand theft auto 4 like when you pick up the prostitutes and you when you when you sometimes get that one prostitute she's like uh uh oh yeah baby yeah yeah oh do me it was kind of like that i mean she wasn't saying that obviously but it was kind of like that feeling and basically i just kind of like just you know gave her my money she's like you want to spend more i was like no i don't want to do that it's a bad idea she's like why is that a bad idea i was like just is you know i don't want to spend all that money so she's like oh okay well i'll come back and talk to you in a bit i gotta make a thousand dollars before this night is over that's how sunday went and this is like uh about 10 30 at night so this is still early like wait yeah. this is like after you left us kicking it yeah 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 yeah, yeah, this that night. yeah basically yeah basically <laughs> what happened was yeah once i left brunch i went i drove to san antonio drove to my mom's house stopped literally uh showered put on a new set of clothes and i met up with them with the, my friends at slackers to get some drinks which i think that was that night I, I don't know i think maybe i gotta really question myself i'm an alcoholic because much as i drank at the at the at brunch yeah okay didn't phase me i drank about four more jameson's and maybe two shots you know that that night with them didn't phase me so you was out of there no i was fine like I, well, I no, even at the end yeah even at the end wow. like, i didn't feel nothing i was just like it's probably the heat i don't know i don't know what it was no the heat would make you more fucked up because there's been times at the boat parties that you that uh when you would have that i would just be like out of it kind of thing but you know but you made it through yeah i pushed through but i'm telling you like this time like, i didn't feel nothing i was just kind of like chilling and just kind of kicking it but 
that's pretty much how it went. And then we ended up at Taco Palenque, which I still hate Taco Palenque, but that night it was actually good because they finally cooked their uh, tortillas all the way through. So I didn't have the run. So it was all good. You being like this Mexican food connoisseur yeah. over the last like two months okay. has been really interesting. Oh, yeah. I love Mexican food. Evidently. I mean, if there wasn't any Mexican food, I don't know what I would do. I I have some thoughts. Um, so, <laughs> nah, uh, my week was just busy, man. I was I was back from vacation finally. Uh, had a lot of work to do. Had a lot of work to catch up on. School starting. I found out on Monday mm-hmm. that my partner is leaving. He got into the fire department, so his last day was yesterday. Wow. And so now, yeah, and they hired two people, but I don't think they're going to be on until September. So the busiest month of the year, August. That's all your boy. That's all you. That's all your boy. So we're going to probably see a increased consumption of like tequila and all kind of stuff. It's necessary. Oh, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely necessary. necessary. But it's cool. Um, uh, other than that, I uh, spent a day or two figuring out all this stuff. Like a bunch of podcasting equipment went on sale. That's good. For like super cheap. So I was like, yo, like. Shout out Amazon. It's time to step up just a bit. Um, the other thing that we did, um, cause I, I was telling everybody how I'm going to need to start doing video for the, uh, the PW torch IG that I'm doing. And so, uh, a friend of ours hooked us up with a green screen, uh, which is really cool. And you Shout out Mario go, Davila, baby. Yeah. You went to go pick that up. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was, what was he talking about when you met up with him? Oh, no, he, he wasn't there because um, originally he was like, hey, come by like about 6 o'clock, you know, and I was like, okay. And he goes, hey, I might not be here. Um, it'll be my by my uh, front door in a black bag. And I was like, okay, cool. And as I'm driving, I was like, wait a minute. He got so you I, picking up the work. Well, yeah. Well, no, because I, I guess he wasn't there at ever, so I was like, wait a minute. So I, I literally pulled over and was kind of like, hey, um, nobody's going to think I'm like taking something off your doorstep and like call the police. He's like, no, 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 man, it's good. It's good people in my neighborhood. You're good. It's like, okay. Went by real quick, saw the bag, got it, and got out. So, I didn't get to talk to him, but, you know, definitely big shout-out to Mario Davila and his business, uh, Mad Fabrications. Uh, It's all metal fabrications, uh, fabricators that he does. Uh, So, definitely big shout-out to Mario Davila. For all your uh, metal fabricator needs, definitely hit up uh, Mario Davila at Mad Fabricators in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, salute, man. Mario's always been a solid dude. Oh, yeah. Um, Cool guy. We appreciate the help. Hopefully, we can turn that into something pretty cool um but yeah that was that's about we do everything was kind of preparation um outside of that who here's what we got going so we always like you never know if there's going to be like really big world events or anything like that that are going to happen that you're going to have the podcast about so i have been reading up on some stuff and so i got you to watch this 30-minute documentary called Shy Boys. Oh, my God. It's horrible. So I, I'm not even going to... Well, let me just kind of introduce what it is. Shy Boys is a, a short YouTube documentary. It's about a half hour. Uh, we'll make sure to put a link to that in the show notes. It is basically about incels. Incels being involuntary celibates. Basically men who... Can't get the box. <laughs> Well, can we let we'll wait for the jokes? Get the serious point out first, then we'll talk about the jokes. Okay. Um, but but yeah, men who feel like they um, men who aren't having sex and it's not by choice. They feel like based on 
a number of factors uh looks based on personality based on availability and just a myriad of other reasons that they can't get partnership and in this particular documentary the young men kind of are together in like a social group i guess you would say um and they also go to another group of guys who are there to kind of help them learn how to talk to women so um, I'll I'll get my jokes off on the back end. Like I'm, I'm actually kind of afraid to tell jokes about why. This. Why would you be afraid of because, it? Because like I feel like these are the type of people who uh, hunt down all your information on the internet and ruin your life. Because what else are they doing? Um, but they're again, playing, they're playing video games. I'm not going to get my jokes off. They're in your ESO clan. Uh, tell me what you thought guilt. about the documentary. Um, I was watching it, and I, I, I honestly couldn't believe I was. I was like, this this can't be real. I mean, as much as I'll put it like this, as much as I, you know, complain and stuff, or not so much complain, but as much as I'm just kind of like, ah, oh, man, it's you know hard for me to get a girl. I'm definitely gonna shut the fuck up at this point because seeing these guys and kind of how pathetic they are, nah, I definitely do not want to end up like that. So I've kind of, as I was watching it, definitely made a vow that I'm never. Gonna complain about that ever again. Anything <laughs> like it. I'm never gonna complain. I'm just gonna I'm gonna let life just kinda roll by and you know if that's in the plans, that's in the plans. If, you if not, to hey, fall I'm into cool. Some box, that's no, it. if I if I if I do, I do. If I don't, hey, life's good. Life it's, is good. It's really interesting. Like it was I, not, oh, well yeah. But it was just It's scary. It's creepy. It's very it's creepy. uncomfortable. Like the first guy who was like, "Yo, I," he is very feminine features. Number one, he's a soft face. He has long hair. Oh yeah, that guy. He's um, like, "Oh, I'm ugly. I'm ugly." And he says, "I've been turned down a thousand times in person." Who counts? I've been turned down two thousand times online, and it's like. I feel like a lot of that has to be with communication too. Oh, 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 yeah. Because th- this is why it's hard for me. Because we grew up in San Antonio, Texas, yeah. where a very traditionally unattractive mm-hmm. Hispanic man yeah. can marry a very attractive Hispanic woman. Very true. And it's about, and usually it's just about proximity. Mm-hmm. You're nice and you're around. And I mean that's a cultural thing. I get that. I don't know if that happens with everybody, but like a thousand times getting turned down. But and then the crazy part is right after that he shoots like, "I'll take anybody." He's like, "I aim for the ugliest, fattest women possible," and it oh, does he not did work. Say that. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I was and I just I just felt so bad. And in my in my mind, I was kind of like. Gosh, like I'm just gonna shut the fuck up now because I do not want to end up like them. I don't. It's a different type of stress, man. Yeah, hell yeah. This is like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm never gonna complain. I'm just gonna keep rolling with life, and I'm I'm gonna appreciate my life what I have. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. What about the uh, the guys think, that they went to go see? Okay, they. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know who was worse. I know it was more pathetic them or the, or the these pickup artists, these PUAs. 
they literally look like they can only pull women like in some kind of place in North or South Dakota. You're definitely not. T- they're definitely not pulling in like Los Angeles or hell, even like here in Austin. The things that they purported to these kids as being cool, mm-hmm. I didn't think were cool. No, like I, don't, I didn't think they were dressed cool. No, I didn't think they were talking cool. Nothing was smooth about it. Now, like, how when was that documentary shot? Because it looked like it looks. It's not old though. That's it looks like new, it looks like it's from like early, like when we were in high school. No, they just they're just Ed, Ed and Eddie that, that type shit. Yeah. Oh my God! Like, wow! I thought it was interesting that they had a woman make the documentary because they, the way they talked to her, like they were just so uncomfortable. It was really creepy. And the thing about it, and I don't know if you saw this part, but these hmm. incels are traditionally white men, um, who are don't consider themselves to be conventionally attractive, um, aren't athletic aren't gainfully employed um so there there are things but it's like broke people have sex every day like I, true yeah that's true they just, do like i i have this not but they can argument. also they can also spit that game as well yeah i, I have this argument with wheeze kind of regularly about like he's like well it's easy for you and he's not talking about himself he just means in general he's like cam it's easy for you because women think you're attractive but i'm like no but Everybody thinks somebody's attractive. That well, I'll, I'll have to agree with him on that one. Because, okay. but, no, but this is the thing, though. Okay, yeah. I'm not like. I'm also not the type of person who, when I'm single, I'm like, oh, I want her to be five two and 130 pounds, and I hope she's an engineer, and I'd like it if she has a car with four wheel drive. Like, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Well, of course not, because that eventually falls in your lap anyway. So first, you're missing the. You're <laughs> I know, missing the point. I know, I know what you mean. But no, what he said yeah, was yeah. like he was talking about. Um, he was talking about somebody he knows, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Think about how hard it is for her to find a black guy in this area on her level." I'm like, "That's the fucking problem. You worried about all this? Like, I'm having a different conversation than you. Yeah. I'm talking about somebody being attracted to you in general, mm-hmm. like." It's not always going to be who you want it to be. Because can we talk about, now that we're on this, can we talk about uh, Kung Fu on Sunday? We can talk about Kung Fu on Sunday. Are you going to tell that story? Yes. Okay. You tell that story and I'm going to walk away because I don't want to react to it. You just tell the story. Oh, no. You should react because I, you know. I'll react from, you can hear me from the kitchen. Okay, definitely. <laughs> All right. So basically, so um, Sunday I went to brunch. It was um, it was uh, Faye, Cam, myself, and uh, my former roommate, Miguel. And eventually, like, you know, we went to the park to go eat. Then we went to Kung Fu Saloon to go get drinks. That's kind of like the customary thing. And then also go to Dogwood, see what's going on. But Dogwood never got shit going on Sunday. So kind of keep it parked in Kung Fu. Well, eventually, I guess, like, either Faye got tired or whatever. So Cam, um, Cam walked to the car, did the gentleman thing, came back. We're chilling, mind our own business. Literally just kind of posted up, watching TV, just, you know, minding our own damn business. This... A woman comes up. She's pretty. You can tell she's pretty young too, but but she, you know you can tell she's like yeah, pretty young and everything. But she's pretty, very pretty. And she comes up to Cameron and just introduces herself and just talks a storm and blah blahs likes and basically like you know she she's definitely running all kind of game at him. And then she tells him, well, uh, I'm gonna be here tomorrow about eight o'clock and you should be too. 
She definitely shot her shot. Yes, and <laughs> she she shot from half court. Yeah, man, that was crazy. Um, but nah, that's, her homegirl was. Oh my god! I told Miguel like that's. You I, try to be like that don't happen all the time. It bullshit. don't happen all the time. <laughs> oh bullshit! <laughs> bullshit! Nah, man, we was chilling, dog. Uh, but no, like that's. Listen, you and I have been out. Mm-hmm. And we're not we're not gonna tell everybody's business. Yeah. But we've been out and yeah. we've been kicking it. Yeah. And and things are falling into your lap too. Not a lot. I mean no, a couple no, times. No, yeah. no, don't come with that not a lot bullshit. Okay, okay. I said it happened. Yeah. It happened this year. Well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was months ago. Okay. But who, you who you was you? like, oh, it's like every single time. <laughs> it's listen, like every listen, week we go out. We can't we can't judge frequency. Sure. But we we're can. just saying that it happens. Yeah, every once it in a while. Yeah. But if we judge frequency, which you know we should, yeah, no, I'm nah, definitely losing that battle. Uh, but no, it's, but it's not a battle. That's a, that's a, no, no, I, like, I know, no, I, I know. But yeah. no, I'm not talking about you. Yeah, I'm talking back to the documentary. Like it's not. I just feel like they're really just not trying. Let's, but let's talk about what it really is, though. It's a social awkwardness. But but even on a baser level, it's their image, and she doesn't owe you pussy. That she doesn't know you pussy. That's true. No, none of us deserve pussy. There's not enough stamps on your pussy punch card. Nobody's a, a nice enough guy to where you should just be awarded pussy. You just shouldn't. It's not how this works at all. I thought there was kind of like a card in a bar where it's kind of like if you buy so many drinks, you buy 50 drinks, you automatically... No, I'm just kidding. That's what that, <laughs> that's what that, that's what that stripper told Hey, listen, we don't deserve it, but... Every now and again, <laughs> women will make the right proposition. True, you can be you can be seven dollars away like Peter was. <laughs> That's true. And, you and can be you can be seven dollars away. And if it wasn't a proposition like that, I'm no, I probably wouldn't have entertained it. I would have bitched out. Yeah, I didn't like. I just I thought it was really just kind of awkward and random. I didn't like the way she shot her game. Yeah, it was really weird, and it, yeah. it was. But that's the thing, though. Like, it was very thought like. But but if she's a stripper. Then, I don't know if she was or not. She might have been. If she's a stripper, what happened was the opposite of what happened to you at the strip club. True. If you went to the strip club, you were the one running the game. You're like, oh, yeah. I got something. I got something for Evelyn. No, I was just, just running my gimmick. That's all. No, just do my gimmick. That's it. You you should. <laughs> do you have hey. the problem? No. There's no I'm, if, I'm just if, doing if I'm gonna pay, If I'm going to pay $20 for that, like, I want the best of the best. If you're trying to reach this $1,000 goal... You better give the best of the best. Oh, just like we don't. Uh, no one owes us pussy. No one owes them money. Yeah, but nah, it, it was at. And then I don't know if they had it in the documentary, but you heard of the eighty twenty rule? No, I, I might have kind of zoned out on that one. But I was just, I was just kind of thinking to myself like, my God, all these guys are pathetic. Yeah, here's the eighty twenty rule. What is that? It's <clears throat> this this fake stat. Okay. That the incel community came up with. That eighty percent of women go after twenty percent of men. Like, I get that. As men, like as boys, mm-hmm. we're taught that we're in charge and we're the strongest, and just certain things are supposed to happen to us and for us because we're men. Now I that think, we're men. But when it doesn't go right for you, you come up with bullshit like that. 80% that. of women go after 20% of men. 
Let me let me tell you something. Hmm. In my experience, okay, out here and not at the bar, not at the club, but in in regular life, women aren't going after men that they deem to be in the top twenty percent. Women aren't shooting at them. Women are barely shooting, but they're not shoot like every four women. Mm-hmm. Aren't shooting at two guys. I maybe if you're our age, it makes more sense. But you see married people, you see them together. Both of them ain't cute. No, not at all. <laughs> both both no. of them. No, There's and I'm just kind of like it's a bunch huh? of hard fours out here happily in love with another hard four. Yep, they make and- a cute eight. <laughs> Shit, a, if that they make a solid seven and a quarter, they might make a solid five if they're lucky. But you know what I'm saying? Like that's ri- that's a ridiculous stat. Like it's all a, women a, aren't. Cl- I'm not now. It's a mindset of a loser. That's all it is. I'm not saying that women don't compete over men. Women absolutely compete over men. But what I mean by that is, I have seen women who are friends. Mm-hmm. Who move in the same circles, compete over the same guys in those circles. Oh yeah, hell, but that was that's high not yeah that yeah since high school. But that's not eighty percent competing over twenty. No, that's proximity. You know what I mean? Like that's you wanting to be with the people who are around you. That's that's different. Yeah, that's all it is. But yeah, I, I needed you to watch that. Like I, I just thought it was the most interesting thing because a lot I thought of you were trying to send me a message. Like what the fuck? No, man? No, I'm not no. that pathetic. A lot of what we talk about on here is like relationships and dating and sex, yeah. and it's just like yeah, that, the that people was just bad. who aren't having it, they seem fucking miserable. Oh my god! Well, like, like I said, it's like you know the the guy the way you're talking about with the feminine looks. You know, I think he wants to be a woman. He might as well did be. Did you see? Did you see uh, when they showed what he wants to look like? I he might have turned away from that because it, it happens kind of fast. But uh-huh. they said if you could, well, he's like, if I could look different, I would get. That's another thing about incel culture. They really have this ideal look about like I want my forehead to be sloped this way and my jaw to come inwards like this. And then a lot of times it's just a, a more feminine look. It's really interesting. Like. I think there maybe are, they feel like a lot of uh, guys that look feminine are get are getting the box these days. Yeah, but like I, I feel like we all went through that stage when we were kids where we didn't understand why girls like Leonardo DiCaprio, but that was for like two years, and then we got over it. Yeah, like, and, and it's like if I were to want to change my body, I'm not saying like oh my jawline, fuck no, I'm be like give me some abs, give me some biceps, yeah. <laughs> call it a day. Give me give me a pocket with some money in it. Yeah, <laughs> give, give me that. We'll call it a day. We'll call it even. Yeah, man. Call I, it a freaking day. That is crazy. That was just it's a really interest, interesting documentary. Like, it well, was, no, it, it, it was just it was really bad because I mean the, the whole thing. Like you think about it, and they're like, they're not that my styles, you know, not much better at ever. But I'm not saying I, I'm like, you know, best stylist or ever kind of thing. But I mean, their clothes was whack, their look was whack, and they're like, well, I'm currently unemployed. Well, pfft, there's your first problem. You don't have a job. I think that's a that's a thing too. Like I think that if here's where it's hard, and here's yep. why I don't disagree. I think that when they talked about them not having a lot of education or good employment, that's where I was like, well, kind of doing that to yourself. Well, no, 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 not even that they're doing it to themselves. Which which they very well maybe. I'm not 
disputing that. Yeah. But it's kind of like, well, you from what we see, you guys don't seem to be particularly funny or interesting or thoughtful. You don't feel like you're good looking, so you don't carry yourself like you're good looking. Yeah. And you ain't got no job. You got, you got to do something. You better tell a whole bunch of jokes. You better, yeah. You got to find something. Do some magic. You know, <laughs> do, do, do some push-ups. Hell, do something. I was really thinking that. I was like, you could just do push-ups, though. Yeah, they can just, if they were to work, I'm telling you, if they were to work out. And, I think you know, that would change so much. Yes, it would. It would change everything. Yeah. If, if they, were, they were just work out, maybe kind of like, you know, change some of their look, like, you know, the hairstyle or something, it would change everything. Like, yeah. it, it would be a totally new game for them. Chicks do really dig muscles. Yeah, they do. How many of those guys do you think are gay? Uh, I'd probably say about half of them easily. Or if they're not, half. they're going to be. I, I think we're, we're, I'm not, we're having different conversations. I just want people to know. I'm not saying what Peanut's saying. But <laughs> no, my thing is like, I, I think that there's probably a substantial amount of people in that group who are looking for attention, but they're not really looking for attention. And quiet is kept. People that you're interested in can tell. <laughs> they they can kind of see it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a fun watch. Oh, it was definitely the most interesting probably 30 minutes of my life so far. Peanut, what's up with your quarterback? <laughs> he just rolled his eyes and almost fell off the couch. <laughs> I'll put it like this. Um... I think I'm going to have to kind of be in the looking for a new team. We could find a new team together. I think we so. we could just both. You want to be L.A. Rams fans? I was honestly thinking that of the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, we that, And I was thinking that today when I went on my, my jog today. I was thinking like, fuck, I need a new team. Choose a good California Unless, team. until Jerry Jones dies, I, I got to have a new team. I kind of feel bad. Like, I shouldn't. But, like, Dak Prescott's a kid. In, in the sense of. Well, they're trying I to secure their bag, and I, I can well, yeah. see that. He's a kid in the sense of, I know how dumb I was at that age. Um, you know, he comes from a biracial family. And it seems like, the if you let him tell it, here's what he said. The white people in my family were English teachers, and the black people in my family were in and out of jail. That's what he said. Wow. So, I mean, maybe part of it is directly from what he sees. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I... Yeah, you got to secure the bag, but then you'll be like, you could be like Dez, who also tried to secure the bag, and then they didn't need him anymore, and now he doesn't have a job. You know what I mean? Like it's it's tough, but but if, to anybody who doesn't know, Dak Prescott basically reaffirmed that the Cowboys are going to stand for the national anthem. So did uh, Zeke Elliott too. I was just kind of like, ooh. Can I just say this? What's up? Fuck the national anthem. Like, I don't, I, I don't even understand why that's controversial. I love our troops. I mm-hmm. love the the fervor and enthusiasm with which they defend our nation. America is fucked up, and I'm not going to sing a song or celebrate a song about liberty and justice for all if there's not liberty and justice for all. You make America more fair and I'll stand for your little bullshit ass song. I, I, I don't even know why that's like a hard point. 
I, well, I know why. Because white people. But, yeah, you know. MAGA mindset. I, yeah. I, and fuck the national anthem. <laughs> I, I don't know how much firmer I can be on that. Give a fuck about that song. You know what my national anthem is? What is it? Do you want to? I can't even. I can't even just play it. You know what my national anthem is. What is it? The song that starts. Well, I'm a gat toting, pistol holding nigga on your damn street. <laughs> Fucking knuck if you buck is my national anthem. That's how I feel. <laughs> That's the shit that gets me going, standing at attention. I. If, you know what? Every time I hear knuck if you buck, I'm going to put my hand over my heart. Yo, what's her name? Nas. Oh, that's right. I never forget that story. I never forget. Th- you saw it. Whenever, like, whenever you tell me that story, I just imagine. And like, you saw her it with the smiley with the like that. And she, you saw it that one yeah, time. He was in you... the club and Peanut's homegirl. I heard "Nuck If You Buck," and, then, and I think she squared up on Peanut and smiled and started doing the "Nuck If You Buck." I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I didn't know if I should uh, back away or stay there and dance. I was like. What do I do? He's wild, conflicted. Hell yeah. I was like 18, 19 at the time. I know what the hell I was doing at that time. I had an interesting conversation today. Um, so since we're officially, officially back from vacation, mm-hmm. I um, I did a You, Me, and Wrestling today with my man, Andrew Pollard from Great Britain. Um, and it was really interesting. I'm like, hey, uh, you think you'll be free to do the show at 630? He's like, yeah, sure. It's like midnight my time, but you know, no problem. I was like, dog, I can't make you do that. I was like, so we'll do it as soon as I can. And uh, we mainly talked late 80s, early 90s, WWF. And the thing he really wanted to talk about was Ultimate Warrior. And he was like, yo, I have like five Ultimate Warrior shirts and I don't wear any of them now. And I was like, yo, what you mean? And he was like, well, you know, all this stuff, the homophobia and the racism and the sexism and saying that Bobby Heenan deserved to get cancer. Like, I can't ride with that. And I'm like, oh, well, that makes you a good person. And it kind of circled around to how I became, like, the unofficial black spokesperson for how black people feel about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> That's nice try, Terry, on sale right now. Yep, uh, <laughs> they're there. I got, I got a shirt. I think I modeled it already, so, but you nah, know. It's like you said, though, like, a kid like Dak Prescott, his career could be over tomorrow. And I don't want to find out how you really feel after you get the money. Like, I want you to get the money, but I don't want to know that, oh, I was just, I was on some bullshit. I didn't mean none of that. Yeah, because it's funny you say that because um, it's like you said, yeah, his career could be over tomorrow. And, you know, he, he could have a, a bad season this year. Maybe they uh, the Cowboys get lucky in, a, in the draft and they get the, you know the, you know good old boy quarterback and he's throwing lasers and it's by Dak. Yeah. And then and and he's kind of a, a player where he shined in the off season. Their starter gets hurt. It's a big reason why he has a job. Yeah. And so who knows if he gets let go if he really ends up anywhere. You know, and, and bless his heart. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going to root for a black person to do bad at their job. <laughs> but, damn, kid. Damn, you are. You really had the chance to step out there. Like, you're the quarterback. They. It's not like Kaepernick where there's this. 
plausible deniability on why he's not in the league, you're one of the hottest players to come along in a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, the most popular team in the world, you're their quarterback. They can't just cut you off. You got something to say, you can say it. Yeah, exactly. And that's an opportunity he could have also used to be like, you know what? We need to have a discussion about a team discussion about this kind of thing, you know, with Jerry Jones and maybe afterwards, you know, if Jerry Jones releases him, maybe they'll force him to get a mental health test and then he'll fail it and he'll be forced to sell the Cowboys because I really don't think Jerry Jones in his right mind. I feel like it's Al Davis 2.0 at this point. Hey, did you see the Papa John's sued Papa John's? Yes, that was actually <laughs> hilarious. I was like, what? Yo. I saw that. I have been uh, a professional for, how old am I? I'm 32. been mm-hmm. a professional for 10 years. You've been a professional. I mean, you actually had to do internships in college. So you've had yep. to be professional for 10 plus years. And it sucked. You ever said nigga at your job? Nope. I've never said nigga at my job. And I'm a nigga. I've never said nigga at my job. Like, not even like in, because again, I, you know, I spent seven years dealing with, you know, typically minority students, a lot of low income students who say nigga a whole lot. I never said nigga to them. Papa John got on the uh, conference call and said nigga. After he lost him a whole bunch of money talking about the flag controversy. And now he want to sue. And he want to blame Colonel Sanders for it. Like, what? Well, well that's, what, that's what he said in the conference call. He said, well, Colonel Sanders used to say this word all the time. And it's like, what the fuck's that have to do with that? He's been dead for like a long time. I mean, he could blame the Popeyes lady. That's what I would have said. Because I know she <laughs> says nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's responsible for Church's Biscuits, they definitely say nigga a whole lot. Mm, Bojangles, biscuits. they might Ooh. write nigga in the fine print on the receipt. But <laughs> Papa John, Papa John got on there talking that cash shit and ain't got no job now and he mad. I Cause he's forced out. I mean, I don't know. I've been an idiot, but not like that. I'm not wrong to the point where I get mad at everybody else because I'm wrong, which I do see a lot. Mm-hmm. But like, Peanut. What's up? You took 19 minutes out of your life. I did. To listen to R. Kelly's song. Yes, I did. Can you give me the highlights of the R. Kelly song? Wait, first, how did it make you feel? I honestly, it... It didn't make me feel anything. I was just kind of like, okay. I just kind of felt like it was a song to where he kind of wanted to get things off his chest. And then at the same time, like, apologize for, like, the, the messed up stuff he's done. And at the same time, try to be like, well, this happened. And I'm sorry for it. But growing up, like, A, B, C, D, E, F, G or whatever happened to me. So this is why, like, you know, I sometimes do this, and I don't have no, you know, and then now my life is, I don't have this, this, and this, even though I'm a legend. Like, basically, it kind of went from apologizing to um, almost like having an excuse to, hey, you should feel sorry for me. So I was just like, okay, but 
as far as do I feel different? I mean, not really. I, I thought in a weird way, I guess it's kind of comical to me just because the whole like blending all that together. Like, okay, you want to apologize. Now you want to kind of make an excuse for all the, I guess, fucked up weird shit you've done. And now you want me to feel sorry for you? Like, no, it's not going to happen. It's like, I will pr- probably won't buy any more music, but will I still listen to the stuff I have? Yeah, sure. Why not? That Ignition remix still fire, Peanut? Sure, why not? <laughs> Peanut, R. Kelly can't read. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. No, it's funny as shit. He can sing. R. Kelly ass can't read. R. Kelly, but now it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like, because people who can read can't write songs that well. Not like he writes them. Because he be fitting in a bunch of words you would never use in long-ass run-on sentences. Like, a person who could read would never make Trapped in the Closet. You know why? Because they would be ashamed of all that bullshit that they put on paper. Does that mean he just freestyled? Not freestyle, but like he has to memorize these long ass songs in his head, or does he have like uh, a sonographer next to him to write down? I'm sorry, a stenographer. Sonographer's like it's medical field. something. Yeah. Does he have a stenographer to write down everything he said, and then they also got to stay in the room with him because he can't read it? Could be, or he just maybe just literally just goes off the dome and just sings whatever's in his heart and said, "Fuck it, put on an album." And let it go platinum. How would R. Kelly write Oh My God or Rubber? How would he spell it? Wait, o- wait, wait. O-M-I-G-O-D-A-R-B-R. Oh My God or Rubber. Does that sound right? For Hooked on Phonics, yeah. How would R. Kelly write 12 play? I don't think he'd write it. 1-2 P-L-A. There's no Y. Um, how would R. Kelly write Ignition? I-G-N-I-S-H-U-N. S-H-U-N? Yeah. Ignition? How would he write Fiesta? Jesus! Oh, no! Oh, no! S-T-U-H? Does R. Kelly know why there's a period between the R and the K? Anybody teach him the rule on that? I'm sure he knows. Does he think Robert is spelled R period? <laughs> why, why, why are you bullying him? <laughs> this supposed to be like a whole no bullying thing, but why you got to bully R. Kelly? How would, how would he spell I believe I can fly? <laughs> You're going he, to hell. How would he spell believe? B-U-H. This show's over. <laughs> Thank you. It's been great on the South Congress <laughs> podcast. Oh, my uh, God. And we're out. R. Ke- R. Kelly can't spell <laughs> R- what an asshole. R. Kelly, said, R. Kelly wrote a 19-minute song but said he can't read. You know how hard that shit was? Let me ask you this. How does he spell Aaliyah? Oh, B-A-I-T. Wow. V-I-C-T-I-M. Wow. Peanut, R. Kelly wrote a 19-minute song and he don't know what he wrote. R. Kelly draws pictures on the back. This is terrible. <laughs> You're really happy. R. Kelly wrote TP2.com with a big crayon. <laughs> so, oh my God. So who drew the cover art for the Chocolate Factory? Imagine R. Kelly going to the candy store to buy a box of chocolates.
R. Kelly broke down in tears when he tried to read Godiva. <laughs> you are. Oh. Oh. oh, shit. Okay. I'm back. What else we got? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, new segment every week. R. Kelly spells the hits. Wow. <laughs> okay. Step Damn. in the name of love. That nigga's from one. Chicago. He has no idea how the C and the H works together. He spells Chicago J-I-C-A-G-O. Chicago. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure you can kind of read. Maybe not very well, but I'm sure somebody took the time to tutor him at some point. Nobody taught that nigga to read a driver's license. They don't teach you that in school. Well, Kelly didn't make it through school because he can't fucking read. That's why he was hanging out at all them high schools. No child left behind. Maybe he thought he was supposed to be at a Barkley Center and and he ends up at... That nigga made sure no child was left behind. He picked picked him up in the gold-plated Ninja Turtle van. Go to middle schools and buy little kids. <laughs> Who was that? That Who was Jordan. That? That Jordan, was Jordan. Oh my god! On the the dead broke album. Oh my! Yo, shout out to um Nate Ashley. Got married uh, yesterday. Nate Griffin. Oh, there you go. Yeah, 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 that's dope. Um, okay, I'm back now. I'm done making fun of R. Kelly. I'm fine. You good? You I'm cool? good. I'm just. What the, What did I do? I'm just looking at you like. These, this role is supposed to be reversed. We're supposed to have R. Kelly supposed to make fun of me? No. I'm supposed to be the one making fun of something. You're supposed to be looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? I feel like we reversed. What's wrong with me? We're, what did I do? What do you mean, what did you do? <laughs> what did I do? Whether or not the man can or cannot read, like, you're really going to go after a literate person like that? Yes. Yo. Shame somebody, on you, Cameron Somebody Hawkins. tried to tell me okay. that it's not cool to make fun of fat people. Let me explain something to America right now. What's up? I used to be fat. But you weren't fat fat though. I was, I was 240 pounds. Yeah, but you didn't look 240. I'm 5'9". I don't give a fuck. They was calling me Kenan Thompson all through college. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. I oh. get to make fun of whoever oh. the fuck I want. I don't even crack fat jokes. But I'm able to crack a fat joke. That um, that reminds me. Uh-oh. I don't know if you remember speaking of the the the, the was it Keenan Thompson jokes, right? Yeah. I don't know if you remember way back when we had a MySpace, and he had a I think it was the the picture of you, I think you're holding like a cup of alcohol or some bullshit, and some random person I don't know if it was like a friend of a friend goes, uh, "Hey man, that guy looks like uh, Keenan uh, Keenan Kill rocks," and you you respond to something like, "I swear all black people uh, or I swear white people think all black people look the same." If I'm Keenan, you're Santa Claus. Damn. <laughs> you said that. I remember that. Well. Uh, oh, ho, shit. Ho, ho, to your white ass. Um, <laughs> I think that's about it, man. Anything else you got? No. No, I, I think we're good. He's a big fucking grin on your face because I made fun of R. Kelly because he can't read. That's so messed um, up on so many levels. On how many levels? Many levels. He gave us such great music. How many times? Fuck the he, national anthem. How many times he banged R. Kelly? Uh, 
A lot, okay. No, not really. Yeah, well, you did. Well, no, probably not, because you ain't got no kids that we know. Not, so. not, not really. Uh, I did one time when we was, it was <clears throat> summer after sophomore year, I did knock this chick off to sex in the kitchen. There you go. She was pregnant. Oh, college. Yeah. Oh, is that the one that, uh, yeah. that, that was that, fire. That, 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 that Kavu tried to tell you that me? she was. Yeah, she told and, me afterward. And that, uh, he, no, he tried to tell you that she was. And you're like, nah, you just thought she's really thick. And then he found out she yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. Like, you that's know, hilarious. Live your life, baby. Yeah. But just don't tell me then. Yeah. True. Like, you could have just not said anything. That's true. Like, like, like I'm, I'm fresh out the box. And you're like, oh, I just, I forgot to tell you I'm pregnant. What? I laid there. I reflected on my whole life. Like I was Dewey Cox in, in Walk Hard. <laughs> I thought about my whole life. I was like, what am I doing? It was still tight, though. Out there uh, giving babies uh, brain damage and shit. Listen, that's not scientifically possible. Hey, you never know. However, that could explain what happened to R. Kelly. Because he can't fucking read. Wow. This has been the South Congress Podcast, episode 27. For my man, Peanut, my name is Cameron. Be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes. Tell a friend to tell a friend. To tell another friend. If you need pillowcase, sticker, hoodie, baby onesie, go to tpublic.com. iPhone case, yeah. Go to tpublic.com slash Seahawk, and you can cop up. And as a matter of fact, as one lucky Twitter follower found out this week, let's say you see something on the store, and it's not quite in the color that you want, um, let me know via DM, Instagram, or Twitter, um, Seahawk, C-E-E-H-A-W-K. Let me know. And you let me know when they hit that button. And when I update the design, it's automatically 30% off to start. So help me help you help us. Yeah. From my man Peanut. I am Cameron. It's been the South Congress Podcast. And please, 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 teach your kids to read. South Congress and the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast have two online stores to buy shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, notebooks, and more. Visit redbubble.com and tpublic.com and search Seahawk to see all of the merchandise. We run specials every few weeks, so join the South Congress and East Coast Cast Facebook fan pages for all the details on our online specials and promotions.